scary ghosts, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Hi, Greepsters. I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And I'm Bob Ray. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, you anyways, ain't been. Yes. You, yeah, you haven't been with us in a while. Where you been? Well, technically, I was with you last week, but I was, but I wasn't. Uh, you did a disclaimer and you wouldn't let us talk because you wanted your voice heard the whole time. <laughs> Well, you know, when I let you talk, it just goes on for hours and hours and hours. Lord, that is not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. (laughs) If anybody (laughs) knows Barry, he knows his stories are repetitive and long. And Lord, have mercy on your soul if you know him. Oh, my God. You're making me sound like you make us sound like St. Olaf stories. Pretty much. (laughs) See, somebody agrees. Get a, get a rose. Dems is fighting words. <laughs> well, you've got to come find me first. That's right. I'm on the road again. Yeah. And I am in BFE, Texas. I spent last night in Huntsville. And I'm in. I don't even know where the hell in I'm BFE, at. Texas. What yes. the hell fucking name is that? Somewhere off of Interstate 45 North. And I'm going to Oregon. Oh. I've never been to Oregon yet, so this is going to be my first time in that state. Oh, I've never it's been beautiful. Oregon either. It's beautiful. Well, Oregon's beautiful. I'm actually going to the coast of Oregon. I'm carrying some teak. That's wood, really beautiful. Some teak wood up there. They're building a boat somewhere, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I'm not it. a boat wow. You're going to enjoy that drive. Yeah, I'm going through Denver. I'm going to actually go through Wichita Falls, Texas, and then through Denver tonight. Well, into Denver tonight, or Colorado Springs, probably. Tonight and, and tomorrow, yeah, drive up through Utah in the Moab Desert. Your your dash cam should be at your sister's house by the time you get there. Yeah, yeah. Is Curtis mailed it this morning. You're taking right now. I know. And then I'll drive. Finish driving mm. Sunday into uh into Oregon along the coast. Maybe get there a little early and take in the sights because I don't deliver till Monday mid morning. So. And then hopefully my dispatcher is able to find me something leaving Oregon. I want to go all the way to the East Coast from the West Coast. I've never done a coast to coast yet. So I'm really looking for a coast to coast. Oh, yeah, it's very possible. I told him, look for me something going from coast to coast. Even if you have to take a detour and go pick up something in Seattle, you can always go pick up. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to go down up to Seattle or I'm even willing to say go down, take something from Oregon down to California and then California over. Yeah, you could do that too. So yeah. I just I want to avoid I ten. I ten's boring, especially yeah. once you get past San Antonio. It's just ugh. it's boring once you get past Battery. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, God, we learned about. I remember learning about that. <laughs> they called it the Yano or Yano Estacado. It's like which literally just means that shit is flat as all get out. Yeah, so you go through. Yeah, it's all the the whole I ten is flat all the way until you get what into New Mexico or something. Uh, It's actually still pretty flat in New Mexico. I mean, there's a couple of hills, but that's about it. 
I've actually taken I-10 all the way from South Louisiana. Well, actually, I've traveled the entire length of Interstate 10. So those couple of hills get entertaining in New Mexico after you've been in hours of, of nothing. <laughs> you want to see mountains? I'm, I'm, yeah, we can do mountains. Oh, we can go out uh, there to the mountain, northern Rocky Mountains. You reminded me of my bus ride from Baton Rouge, Louisiana to Newark, New Jersey. Oh, after Hurricane Katrina. Oh, that was interesting. They had this man sitting behind me in the bus. He from like, I think it, I think he, he got on a mobile and we had them all the way to Atlanta. And he'd sit in the back and he would give these grisly monologues about how he wants to kill people and eat their brains. And then he'd work into these Hank Williams songs. And he was singing, I'm so lonesome, I could cry. Well, I guess so, Hannibal Lecter, if you're eating everybody's brains. <laughs> You're kind of person, right? <laughs> Redneck Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, it's just oh. really. Anyway, um, we talk about what we've uh, been watching on TV. And I've been, Curtis and I have been watching the Fatal Attraction TV show. Okay, it's a it's an adaption of the 1987 movie with Glenn Close, and um, it's not the movie. Anybody who wants to watch it and they're going to be expecting to see the movie, they're not going to see the movie. It's right. it's a lot different. There are some pluses and there are some minuses, and one of the pluses is Lizzie Kaplan. She did this. She she has so far taken two iconic characters that were made. That you know, made famous by iconic actresses like Glenn Close and Kathy Bates. That's uh, uh, Alex Forrest now, and and then on Castle Rock, Annie Wilkes. And she's made those characters her own, which is nice. you know, you realize what an accomplishment that is. I mean, you know what she's following in both of those instances. And um, it's uh, and, and another thing I like about it is that instead of making Alex just a one dimensional monster. They delving into her character and her backstory and things like that and making her more human. And then they also um, uh, it, it's it's got a different type of theme. It starts in present time. And Joshua Jackson is the name of the actor. He was from Melrose Place. He played Dr. Death. He's playing uh, he's playing Dan Gallagher and uh, Amanda Pete plays plays Beth Gallagher, his wife. Now, little Ellen is grown in the present time, but it goes to flashbacks when she's a little girl, which is when all the stuff with Alex is happening. Alex was murdered 15 years ago, and Dan went to jail for her murder. Um, I'm wondering where, how, what that's leading to. Are you making it more like a murder mystery? Because we don't know who really killed Alex. But anyway, um, it's, it's entertaining. It's fun, but it's not the TV show. Now, another thing we started watching last night, we didn't quite finish it, but we almost at the end. So I feel like I can talk about it. It's a movie called Old People, a horror movie. Just and, your type of movie, isn't it? Well, wait a minute. You, I, you're going to love this. Oh, I will. It's these old people are being like really neglected and treated horrible in this nursing home. And something <laughs> supernatural thing happens to oh, them. Say, oh, no. And they become these bloodthirsty zombies and they start attacking the young people. Oh, Lord Jesus. I don't know. They're not eating them, but they're killing them. Is this like a fever dream of yours, Barry? No, this is a movie that's on Netflix right now. I I think Barry wants to be put in. Available attractions on Paramount Plus, by the way. But this is is on Netflix right now. (laughs) 
And these people are a lot older than me. They like 80s and 90s. Well, these old people. We're putting Barry in St. Rita's. St. Rita's doesn't <laughs> exist, you doofus. <laughs> I know. It never came back. We're putting you in a tent. Even though those even, even though those two monsters never went to jail. And uh, if they're well, listening, you belong uh, in jail, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting personal on this podcast. They're probably our, nurses' homes our, themselves. Anyway, I always get personal on this podcast. I've been doing it for the last two years and it ain't going <laughs> to stop now. Okay, we're not getting political then. Well, that's not political. That's just right and wrong. Anyways, uh, I've been watching. I started watching it the other day. I've got, I'm watching 11-22-63 on oh, Hulu. That's good. <laughs> it's based on Stephen King's novel 11-22-63. Mm-hmm. But it's it's weird. I hate how movie or shows and movies want to add more detail than what's in the book. When you read the book first and then you watch the movie or the show, it's like, but it didn't do it didn't go like that. No, uh, fix it. And it used to be just the opposite before yeah. they start making them as miniseries. They used to leave too much out. Yeah. And try to and get into a two too hour much, movie. I guess they call it context into it. It's like, but that wasn't in the book. He didn't do that. No, but he did this. And it's like, yeah, fix it. I'm still a fan. And of how are the performances? How's James Franco? He's good. He's really good. Now he, I, I saw it when I saw it. I remember he did a pretty good job. Yeah. We actually did a repeat of a show we did last year about King Cobra, the movie about the, the gay porn stars, oh, yeah. the producers killing each other. And he was in that and he was good, but I felt like he was a little bit over the top. And the one I thought that was the best in that one was, um, I thought the one that the one I um I liked in that one was Keegan um oh, Keegan Michael dang. Keys, huh? Um, no, no, no. He's on. He's on. He's on Walker right now. He plays Walker's gay brother. It's funny. These are two gay roles he's known for, but he's actually a straight man. Uh, Keegan Allen, that's his name, and uh, he did a really good job as Harlow, the um the one of the murderers, and uh, James Franco was his boyfriend. Who was the other murderer in this? And it was they, 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 he was pretty good. But James Franco is always James Franco, you know, in everything he does, like the deuce and everything, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I saw that a few years ago when it first came out, 1123 63. And I watched 60, it with, yeah, 63. Yeah. And a lot, I watched it. 11-22-63. Yeah, that's the date Kennedy's assassination. Yes, you should remember that. Pretty good. I mean, well, I don't know. I was in the first grade, so we didn't really remember exactly no, what okay, date it was. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's okay. I'm being you attacked by life. a beagle dog right now. Oh, let's see him. We not if he wants to on the video. No, he he doesn't like to. Oh, he's look at him! Oh, he's not. He's camera shy. shy. He's camera oh, yeah. shy today. He's camera shy. Look at that. I don't know. He poses for them pictures when you take them. Oh, of course. <laughs> he he knows you're recording. Hey, what ow. you watching? I'm <laughs> being attacked. <laughs> Attack! <laughs> oh, this is definitely not getting edited out. Philip, <laughs> <laughs> what you watching? Oh, okay. So I've been watching actually a couple of different things. Um, first off, something you would love. 
is I'm watching the game show show, which is on, produced uh, by ABC and it's Hulu, on yes. it's on Hulu, and they just loaded the first episode, which is um, the answer is, which is basically all about quiz shows and answering shows. Oh, that sounds great! So everything from like you know the sixty-four thousand dollar question, the Jeopardy. <laughs> to um funnier old, things like match game family feud are all in that episode those old black but, and white things but the future episodes will be as well because i'm sure they're going to have a, a future episode all about <laughs> deals and pricing games and stuff like that so those will be fun sounds good yeah yeah like let's make a deal uh, you but i know remember. you love those history of television kind oh of you know what i like to watch sometimes see the old game shows and then sometimes they go f- as far back as the 1970s and like i saw when this guy make a deal where a woman won a brand new chevrolet impala 1972 chevrolet impala <laughs> <laughs> yes and i'm looking at this 1972 car and i'm like wow those really were new at one time <laughs> so the other thing i'm watching i got caught on to on peacock Apparently, Peacock is broadcasting and also like they're broadcasting the Eurovision Song Contest 2023. So I get to see what all the Europeans are up to in music. <laughs> oh, that sounds Some that of sounds it is really bizarre but entertaining. Let's just put it that way. Didn't ABBA win that or something? Yes, ABBA won that for Waterloo, actually. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember um, seeing a, a, a um, I think it was a documentary about ABBA, and they wanted Water, Waterloo, but it was in oh. Swedish instead of English because they did Waterloo in both languages. They and then they record, yeah. So oh, wow. and then the way, and the way the Eurovision song Bob's getting attacked by a puppy. <laughs> so the way the Eurovision song contest works is is. People will now, they have an app and everything. So people from a country can't vote for their own country when they're on that. Like they know what country they're from, but they can vote for another country, however many votes, up to 20 votes. Oh. So that kind of makes it kind of fair and interesting because you're not voting for your own country, voting for another. So it's kind of neat to see what will happen, you know. I apologize oh. to our listeners who aren't. And you know what, Robert? Like, who don't like puppy barking? You have any? Um, now do you know why they say never work with animals and small children? <laughs> well, they steal, they, they upstage you. They steal the show, yes. yes. But you know what I have to say? Somebody right. talked me into getting a dog. Oh, and he's a lovely little you dog, too. You love it. Yes, but a cat would have been so much quieter. Yeah, but so you, you yeah, and, and when and when she jumped out of the the car, you'd have to go run through the woods looking for her. Yeah, uh, that's nothing. The puppy almost tried jumping out the window it. yesterday. Well, you can't have you. You got to keep your windows up. You got air conditioning there. You don't need your window down. <laughs> so anyway, uh, where are we now? I don't know. Where are we? Do <laughs> you got any kind of other kind of news or anything? If not, Bear, you got to oh, look yes. for it. I do have some news updates. Don't forget, <clears throat> as we posted, as we talked about last week, and or or our last episode, you're off know. screen. Okay, there you are. I'm. It's it's weird. It's going in and out. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, 
stay tuned. We are finishing up this month's episodes, uh, sex crime stories, or not sex crime stories, but uh, uh adult entertainment, adult crimes. entertainment crimes. Excuse yes. me. Thank you for the correction, sir. We will be detailing those for the rest of the month of May, but coming up in June, we are going to focus on Pride Month. June is Pride Month, and it all started back in the 19... Jesus, I don't know my history. 1969 was the Stonewall. 1960s, yes, at the Stonewall. Even though there were events before then that count as well. Well, we also, we have covered, we had an LGBT thing a couple years ago. We redo in the Upstairs Fire because it's... We are going to cover the Upstairs Lounge Fire again this year. We're going to be interviewing Frank Perez for that. We're yeah, also and we, going to be coming to you live this month, next month, <clears throat> from one of our local gay establishments. We won't say where yet. I don't know if I put it out there. Well, the pin week. on it because they haven't gotten back with me. Exactly. Yet. <laughs> uh, well, we will come to you live sometime next month from New Orleans somewhere. I am going to reach out to them again. Oh, for crying out loud. So my Roku's making noise. Um, your Roku and my dog. Yeah, we all put the dog on the Roku. <laughs> and the Bernard app. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, um, my hand again. So, chewing toy. anywho, I don't have a finished book, but I will say I'm reading the second installment of the Jane Hawk series, like I reviewed last week. And when I finish it next week, I'll talk about that book. Okay. We'll give you, yeah, you got, I know, because sometimes you're still reading. That's, that's understanding. Yeah, I'm still reading it. Yeah. Even though I'm still watching old people, I had to mention it. Oh. <laughs> it is really, I thought it was going to be campy, but it's actually pretty disturbing. It's, it's really <laughs> one of those kind of movies, you know, kind of like, because these old people just come off like zombies. Anyway, let me do. do oh, Bar- oh wait, I just remembered Barry. Oh, it's true. I remember. learned about this new kind of crime, sort of crime thing. This is what I wanted to tell you about. I don't know if anybody knows about it, but I, I never, I never knew this. There was a term for it called frogging. Have y'all ever heard of frogging? No. What is it? P H R O G G I N G. Basically, frogging is when you decide to temporarily live hidden in somebody else's home. Oh, yeah. It's occupied. So it's not the same. Okay, that's freaking scary. Yeah, I've heard of that. They live in the walls or they live in the basement that nobody goes in. Yes, yes, honey, frogging. You heard about this thing? I heard heard of a couple of cases where it happened, as a matter of fact. And then there's like supposed to be these like, this this like community of froggers giving out rules because like you don't want to do anything that's going to get yourself caught so there's supposed to be this of course i don't see how frogging at all is ethical but they have apparently have a moral code and it includes things from don't eat too much of the food you know so it doesn't get noticed like make it where like you may just eat a little bit of whatever and then but but it basically they were even saying for people they don't even have to this isn't even about being poor or anything it's just about like some people can use it to like vacation on a budget or something like it's just really trippy that's scary it is really scary. Well, scary that somebody could be living in your house hey anybody here well, 
<laughs> you gotta have a space for them to do that though. Well, who's yeah. that hermit down? Oh, that's Curtis. <laughs> you better Curtis, not listening. Curtis is frogging, honey. <laughs> I don't think you can frog when you pay all the bills. Well, we had squatters at one time. (laughs) I don't think you can be a frogger when you pay all the bills. No, right? No, (laughs) no. I was just joking. Uh, We had um, we had squatters here one time. Somebody want to mention their names, but heard. uh, But Philip knows who they are. I know exactly who you talk about. And Jennifer tried to become a squatter too. My late cousin. Before she became late. May she rest in peace. May she. Yeah. Well, she's resting in peace in my dining room. That's where her ashes are. <laughs> I oh, haven't yeah, scattered people, them yet. Bitch been dead almost over a year and I ain't scattered them ashes yet. But we will people this beware. year. You might have somebody uh, Eventually, we're going to flush them down the toilet, I guess. Uh, no. 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 Oh, oh look. Oh. you're not. The, I'm not the only one holding the microphone. Yeah. That's why you sound so good. But you're not the only one being attacked. I I know. I am lucky this chihuahua's being nice. Oh, Oh, yeah. I never sent Curtis a text message letting him know that we're recording. (laughs) Oh, He's going to come walking here and he's going to go, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Go bust wide open in him. So anyway, I have no, uh, that's I don't have a full book report today. Okay. But next week I'll have one on the second installment of the Jane Hawk series by Dean Koontz. I think I just had a chunk of hair pulled out of my head. Yeah, the chunk of hair pulled out of your head. Yeah, I've got a dog on my back. All I gotta do is write Curtis this little thing that says recording right now. There you go. Recording. So Barry, you got some obits for us today? Yes. We uh, uh, who died? Uh, we have three obits today. Yeah, we're about to have four. Well, oh, the, the dog. Rest oh, in me. peace, Bernard Eugene. Oh, that's mean. Oh, okay. We, okay, how should we start this? Should we start this as... Uh, what the hell? <laughs> what? Oh. Okay, all right. The first one I'm going to do is... Uh, she, this lady just died yesterday. Uh, I can't eat the microphone. Wow. Oh. Okay. So, uh, uh, fans of uh, the television soap opera General Hospital will know this woman because she was on it forever. Her name's uh, Jacqueline Zeman. She's dead at the age of 70. And just like her character, the legendary Bobby Spencer, she was a bright light and true professional who brought so much positive energy to her work. That's what Frank Valentini, the executive producer of General Hospital, said. Uh, She's best known as Bobby Spencer. She was 70 years old. And um, she's got many different different, uh, tributes by some of her co-hosts, including Jeannie Francis, who their characters were nemesis on the show, on on camera, they were nemesis, but in real life, they were they were very very good friends, almost sisters. They 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 really loved each other. And she said, "Jackie, you went to you you left too early." That was kind of sweet. Um, she was also married to the um, the uh, Murray the K. You ever heard of him? He was the uh, that 
famous DJ from the 60s. <clears throat> and she was on that show for, she was on General Hospital for 45 years. And she leaves behind a lasting legacy for her Emmy-nominated portrayal of a bad girl turned heroine and will always be remembered for her kind heart and rain and radiant spirit. So um Rick Springfield was one of them. She uh when Rick Ooh. Springfield Rick Springfield the singer Rick Jesse's Springfield girl, died. No, he didn't die. He played oh. her love interest on on General Hospital and he said that um he played Dr. Noah Drake and he said he's incredibly stunned and brokenhearted to hear of Jackie's passing. And he credits her with launching his career because he had a career in Australia when he was younger, but he, he didn't get real far in the United States until he was on General Hospital. And then um, and then that's when Jesse's girl and his music career pulled up. So rest in peace, Jacqueline Zeman. Yes. Uh, I, I you 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 were you were one of a kind baby. All right. Let's see where we are now. Next one we're going to do. Uh, this is a man who uh, anybody who grew up in the 70s probably were hearing him on the radio constantly. Gordon Lightfoot, the Canadian folk legend. He died at 84 years old. Um, he was fo uh, a folk rock icon, and he died at a Toronto hospital on Monday of natural causes. Now, that this isn't the same Monday. This would have been this was May 1st, so he, he probably died about a week before that. Um, he hailed from a tiny town in Ontario, and he first made his name in Ontario's coffee house scene. You know, coffee houses used to used to have the the poetry slams and the and and the, um, the folk singers, and he impressed from folk music stars Ian and Sylvia, who helped introduce him to the outside to the world outside Canada by recording some of his songs in one of his. Um, his iconic songs was if you could read my mind, but his most iconic song was the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. You guys remember that song? You know, that song. Mm, okay. Where he uh, recorded about um, his 1976. It was a dra uh, dramatic retelling of a real life maritime disaster. And he, as he's singing it, you're getting a strong sense that not only is one ship going down, but the whole way of life is disappearing, says Everett Green. It's something kind of dusty and genuine, isolated, and then it's gone. So um, rest in peace, Gordon Lightfoot. All right, our last one is another musical star who's extremely iconic and... Uh, no matter how old you are, this man's everybody knows who he is. Harry Belafonte. He was trailblazing singer and actor and activist. And he died at the age of 76, 96, 96. Uh, he was called the King of Calypso. And he became one of America's endearing and, and enduring civil rights activists into his 10th decade. He died at his home about he died two weeks ago in New York of congestive heart failure. He will be remembered as one of the most popular entertainers of the 20th century as a singer, musician and actor. But his civil rights work in the 60s and his anti-apartheid work in the 80s will be just as enduring. 
he uh his 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 biggest hit song was Deo. 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 You remember that? You heard that already, right? Yes. He was born Harold George Belafonte Jr. in Harlem in 1927. He's a biracial son of biracial parents who were both born in Jamaica. And it made a difference to his musical influence later in his life as social justice activist. He grew up shuddering between New York and Kingston, Jamaica, still struggling to overcome its colonial past, he said in the 2011 book, My Song, A Memoir. He burst into American con uh, consciousness thanks to a Jamaican folk song, Deo. Uh, so anyway, rest in peace, Harry Belafonte. Yes. All righty, Philip, yes. what time is it? You know what time it is. It's horoscope time. time. <laughs> if you want to join me in song, Robert? It's horoscope <laughs> no. time. It's Ooh. horoscope time. Philip is, is so sublime. It's horoscope, it's horoscope time. time. Okay. <laughs> that was Bob Ray's attempt to join in. <laughs> oh, it, it, it worked though. It, it made a nice little melt and blend. Did, huh? Anyway, <laughs> go oh, ahead. Yeah. What we got? Let me give a couple of disclaimers before I start. Number one, uh -oh. you may or may not want to be eating during these horoscopes. So there's your warning. Put your food down in case you, there's any kind of issue there. Second, just like last week, make like sure this that one all already. sex is consensual sex because anything else is a crime. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? This whole podcast should be a disclaimer. This whole podcast should be a disclaimer. <laughs> but I just try to put a couple of disclaimers. You know, I also have a, I also have a couple of this as well. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm taking y'all on a journey. Where are we going? Oh, Lord. Whenever you say journey, that scares me. To the produce <laughs> aisle at the um, supermarket, to your local farm. Because this week is all about each sign putting produce up their own ass. Oh, and getting it, God, no. and getting it stuck. No. Is that called cornholing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to which sign has that because one sign does. Okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> Specifically, there's one sign that will be cornhole and technical. Oh, God. But first, we got Aries. Aries. Yes, Aries. <laughs> what are they going to stick up their ass? That's A big hole. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know we're okay. not going to get through this okay. without busting out laughing. Right? I know. A big old yes. dragon fruit. Oh, dragon fruit. Oh, wait, and I got to tell you, when I was. Hold on, I got to look up dragon fruit. Wait, when I was recently, like, I do my research where I check, you know, check the signs, but then I also have to research the fruits, and I'm like, okay, I got to get this to match up. There was a picture <laughs> of this woman. Hugging the damn jackfruit, like with this big old smile. Oh, hold on, a dragon fruit? No, jackfruit. Oh, what the hell jackfruit. is a jackfruit? Jackfruit, like okay. jack of all trades, jackfruit. Because I was about to say, God damn, a dragon fruit? Shit. Oh, God, that, anything. Go. If you look at a jackfruit. <laughs> oh, you oh, know what I'm replaying this in the car uh, between rides. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to pull over. 
<laughs> Y'all, uh, everybody, anybody listens to this is going to have to pull over before what. what before. So put the jackfruit in and jack off. It's all good. Aries. That's a big piece of fruit. <laughs> it is a big ass. I think Philip, with that one, with that one question, you have just you secured yourself as an iconic presence in the podcast world. <laughs> <laughs> No one on any other show I ever heard said, "Where are you gonna put up your ass?" <laughs> <laughs> and said it quite like you did. Nobody can ever repeat that. <laughs> oh God! Well, well, Taurus, what are y'all gonna put up y'all ass? <laughs> I hope it's not as big as that jackfruit. Because God, the man, it's really big, man. Like, it's still pretty oh, damn God. big. We're going to have them put up the biggest banana species in the world, the giant Highland banana from New Guinea. It's the size of an adult forearm. I thought you said from New Gingrich. New Guinea. New Guinea. Oh, God, I don't think he'd have a big enough banana. We'd probably <laughs> I went there. I said it. Yeah, go there. Go. It's okay. But yes, the Tauruses. This is like this is like the size of an adult forearm that you're putting up Uh, your ass. Oh, fisting. Basically, with the giant Highland banana. (laughs) Oh Lord. Oh, I don't want to be working in the ER when this stuff happens. Oh, good. Thank God I'm not. Y'all remember doing? Y'all remember doing the condoms on the bananas? And sex ed. Oh, all I remember about sex ed is abstinence is the way. Well, I always wish that they would let you use the banana to teach you how to do oral sex. I just want to know, were those bananas being used like later in the... (laughs) But I learned learned how to do that later from from the captain of the football team. Like what happened to the bananas afterwards? Just, just wondering, you know. I hope nobody ate them. That oh, that was a banana, banana pudding, pudding, pudding that they served in the cafeteria. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Oh, good lord! <laughs> oh, talk about wonderings. We got uh, Gemini next. Oh, where are they getting? Gemini. Oh, they got. Oh, a, they got a very them. classic one. They're putting up their ass. They're putting up. Butternut squash. Oh, oh, and those that things sound are... sexual. Butternut squash. Nope. Oh, and those are, those things are curved too. I know. Give oh. me that. Give I was going to say, get that pleasure, prostate. You know, in pain. <laughs> get that oh my prostate, God, right. everybody's going to have this this <laughs> leakage, this colon colonic leakage. <laughs> I will tell you all though, butternut squash is not. If you are Gemini and diabetic, you need to avoid it. It's not going to help your A1C. I really and truly don't think when they put it up the ass, it's going to do anything to the A1C. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is too much. <laughs> oh, you ready for too much? You ready for too much? Because oh, your sign is next. Oh, my sign's next. Oh, oh God. Dun, 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 what dun. better for cancers to put than that big old Italian squash known as the Kakuza? Oh my God! My dad used to grow those. Oh, good, good, yeah. Oh my! And you know what? 
We had a gay couple live because Fred and I live next door to him in the in half double. And there was a wow. gay couple across the street. And he used to give the good goods to everybody. And he gave some to the gay couple. And they didn't know what to make mm-hmm. of it. You know, this old man across the street is giving them phallic vegetables. <laughs> and I saw them in Family Dollar and they said, What is that thing that your father gave us? I said, that's good. Good says that's an Italian squash. He says, "Oh, I thought he was giving the sex toys." I said, well, did, you use, "Did you use so Mary, them?" At, you really do know how to handle said, a big Italian squash. Huh? Did you know? I said, "Did you use them as sex toys?" And you know what they said? I'm not telling. <laughs> that was a yes, wasn't it? <laughs> I've never heard one. <laughs> Oh, well, those need to be a little more careful because it looks like they really want to get themselves in a sort of. Oh, this is this is you, Bob Ray and Hold Curtis. On. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back that up again. You just need to watch themselves with this putting things up the ass because they're about to get in sort of a prickly situation with a pineapple. Oh, whoa. I'm glad that. Okay. Now I'm glad I only you you I only mean, let I me use one of my signs. Taste sweeter, but I don't think that's how it works. Ew. Apple. I mean, you got ingested orally, not through the asshole. No. Oh um, yeah, I know. But it is also it, you know a diabetics is sweeter. It is. It is the fruit of hospitality. So maybe you're making your ass hospitable. <laughs> So if you go, so if you if you go giving yeah, blowjobs in Hawaii, end, hold on, anything gonna, can enter into that uh, that uh, rear end, couldn't it? <laughs> and so if you, so everybody in Hawaii has jizz that tastes like a pineapple Sunday. I don't know. That's what they claim. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> okay, I don't know that. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, that it makes not letting you go to Hawaii. Well, I. Do you think I'm going to go anywhere hot anyway? Right. We already live somewhere hot. What are you talking about? I was going to say, he's just preparing himself for the rest of his life. Right, exactly. For all of eternity. So basically, next, we got the whores of the Zodiac, Virgo. Oh, oh. Any toaster strudel in that? (laughs) No, but we got some damn corn on the cob going up there. Oh, cornhole is perfect. And when you it puts it, a whole it, new meaning, it puts a whole new meaning to children of the corn. Oh yes, and if you can, if you can do it to Taylor Swift songs, <laughs> while you toast a strudel, someone. <laughs> oh, I have some toaster strudel in my freezer. We talked about it so much. Oh, Lord, I had to buy some. I have cinnamon and I have apple. Which one do you think? And there is radio I would I'm just imagining those Midwest Virgos right now that listen to us are like, are you serious? That's like every every Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, anybody that listens to this show, unless they're trying to prove what filth there is in the podcast world, they're not gonna they're not gonna be any kind of like Pat Robinson people or nothing like that, you know. Oh no, they're gonna enjoy it. No, I'm just saying though, every 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 uh, Midwestern Virgo is gonna be like that's every Saturday morning. Just like I said last week, I, just when I think this show can't get dirtier, 
I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. To you bring it. You bring it. No wonder is your, your segment's so popular. <laughs> oh, Lord. The next one, I'm still trying to physically figure out, even though it fits. I really don't know how it fits. Because mm, I don't know how Libras are doing this, but I guess Libras have superpowers. They're going to put a whole honeydew melon up their ass. Oh. Oh. Um. I'm trying I to figure that now. I'm trying to figure that. I'm way. not sure that that is even physically possible. You leave it to a Libra to make a miracle happen, okay? <laughs> well, thank God it's not a cantaloupe because the cantaloupe has that rough, pe- that rough, you know. I know. I was debating, and then I decided to give a honeydew melon because I was. Well, yeah, that'll go. That's smoother, you know, but still could've not worse. It could have been a watermelon. Oh, well, that's smooth. About watermelon for a lot of people, oh, but I said I don't think anybody can really handle it. You know? Oh, it's almost watermelon season. We wanted people to have a chance of survival. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, crawfish are down to like three dollars a pound. I got to get some before they're going. Please don't put crawfishes up your ass. No, are you keeping <laughs> especially <off> live ones? <laughs> Please don't. I don't know. They were gerbils. They'll put anything. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, supposedly has gone to hell in a handbasket real quick. We are, uh, yeah, we are doomed. Should I say the veggie tray or the veggie train, whatever we want? <laughs> <laughs> All my fellow Scorpios are putting the whole celery stalk up their ass. Oh, my God. God, I hope they're doing it from the bottom and not where the leaves are. Knowing Scorpios, they probably want to put it up through with the leaves and then let it spread out. Yeah. Oh, that's you. I thought I was thinking about Lance. Put it up the bottom. Oh, no, no. We're going to get in the Lance next, huh? No, no, no. We've got a couple more before him. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, that's hey, right. Please say for Scorpios, you can say you got your five. So you a Scorpio. Clean that ass out. Yes. Ugh. And get your five. Uh, <laughs> Next, um, we got good old Sagittarius. That's my uh, my partner. Oh Lord! When I was thinking about what to put up their ass, I was like, you know what? Let's just let's just call it what it is. They they just deserve to choke their ass with a good old artichoke. Oh oh Lord. Have you ever seen a raw artichoke? You know how, how spiky yes. that is? Exactly. Ah, I'm not eating that stuffed artichoke. And this is and this is and this is and this is the artichoke stuffer is the ass stuffed art stuffed by the either way, you know, and you're doing this either you're making, way it could be happening. You're making Jim do this. Yes. <laughs> He's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. I'm getting the vapors from this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Capricorns this week decided they wanted to go kind of old school and they kind of were feeling sort of, you know, maybe Retro. a little, little refined and classic. So they're just putting a nice long English cucumber up their ass. Mm. You know, that's actually possible. <laughs> Actually, that is probably the you most. Do a possible. toilet brush, you'll do anything. But it can still get oh stuck. <laughs> Talking because they probably brush. know it lands. He take it so far <laughs> up. 
it would go past the rectum. He would, he would lose it into his it asshole. Would, it would come all of his mouth. <laughs> probably. It probably would find its way all the way. Boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a little shitty. <laughs> they said English cucumbers aren't supposed to make you burp, but I'm sure he'd find a way. Oh, <laughs> oh God damn. Oh, we're going to hell. <laughs> All of us. We're Wait, gonna we burn. Two more to go. Hold on. We we're gonna burn right in the pot right next to Jerry Falwell. <laughs> and the next one is just an extra special. For Aquarius, get out your phones because it's that good old eggplant. Oh my God. They're putting a whole new meaning. They're putting a whole new meaning to nightshade. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've laughed this much since we did that (laughs) OB about that Italian woman that was in the mob and everything. And last but not least, I got I got I got our friends Pisces. I did not forget about y'all. Mm. Y'all are gonna put a whole bunch of asparagus up your ass just so the little tips called the squibs can actually give you a prostate exam. Well, I hope it's not gonna be <laughs> canned asparagus because it'll just squish up and no, 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 no. This is this is it's raw. Yeah. Get it out the produce section. Oh, this is okay. Nothing is coming out the cans. No, no. no. Okay, so everything's going into the cans. If you think about it. So after this horoscope, just a disclaimer: uh, a a public service announcement. Please make sure that you wash all produce before letting it enter your ass. Before and and after after. taking it out. Well, I don't know. That's your prerogative. Once you take it, I have to say, (laughs) I have to say this. I will never look at the produce section of Winn-Dixie the same again, because every time I go to the grocery store now, I'm going to think about this. So that means I probably won't be a vegetarian or a vegan anytime soon. Oh, don't worry. I'll get to, I'll, I'll get to the meat department eventually. Oh, oh <laughs> we're going to go through the whole grocery store. What was about the no, no, no. Too, I'm not going to do that it. for a while. No, no. Cream of mushroom soup, you know, it's like. (laughs) Did I make y'all hungry? Actually, I could use a sandwich, and we may do that on our break. Um, Okay, so I guess this is our this This is is our our break. break. And listeners, stay tuned. Open shutters of creepy podcast will return, and just we will return with the part one of the Chippendales murders. But we don't have a murder in this episode. Uh oh. Not no yet. murder. Not until not, not until part two. Then there's like five of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, we shall be right back. Take it away, Bob. Just one moment. All right, creepsers, we are back, and uh, this we week. Are. This week is actually kind of really uh, coincides with last week. We have some of the the victim of last week's uh, story and the perpetrator uh, big parts in this week. And and this is part one because there is so much to this 
And there's no way we could get it into one episode. I'm even wondering if we're going to need a third episode. Oh, I've been getting people telling me that I, uh, episodes are too long. So I'm trying to keep them. Um, Trying to trim it down and keep the, uh, you know, they 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 like the for some reason they like the beginning part so much, they're keeping the uh the story down a little bit. So anyway, this week we are covering. I guess that uh, means I'm not covering any stories anytime soon. Well, no, we're gonna do them as a two part. We just we just broke, but we just half them up. That's all. We uh this uh, week that's why I'm doing this as a two part because it would be too long. It would be like a two and a half hour episode. So this week we are doing, uh, we are covering the Chippendales murders, and we can. I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. First of all, we're going to do a little bit of background on C- Steve Banerjee, who is the founder of the Chippendales, and I will. Uh... Okay. Yeah. So C- Steve Banerjee is was born. On October 8th, 1946, uh, and uh, he was uh, he was born in Bombay, uh, uh, Bombay, Bombay, Providence, India. And he came to uh, he came to America in the 70s and he um, he worked as a manager of a gas station. Now, uh, he had. these, you know, in the Indian culture, work is number one, and the and play and personal things that's that 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 takes secondary. So they work as much as they can and make as much money as they can and save, save and save, 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 save. So he's decided to save because he wanted his own business. And at first, everybody was trying to encourage him to open a his own to buy his own gas station, open his own gas station convenience store thing, and that's what a lot of the Indian culture gets into. They get into to convenience stores and gas stations. They're very very high profit, even though there's a lot of theft, and 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 they usually have a lot the family working. But Steve didn't want to do that. He wanted to do something more exciting. So he wound up. By in a bar called Destiny Two, which was like back. This is remember this is this is late seventies. Disco is king right now, and this uh, this club is doing really really well on the weekends, like Thursday through 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 Saturday, it's filling up, but the rest of the week nobody's coming. That was kind of like the nature of disco, you know, the Saturday night fever, you know, by Saturday, Sunday, maybe they might have an afternoon, what they call a tea dance, you know, like an afternoon beer bust or something. But basically a disco is a weekend business. And Steve wanted to do something during the week to bring in business. So he decides to start female mud wrestling, thinking that that was going to, you know, be, and it had some success, but it really didn't have the uniqueness and the originality that he was looking for. So he winds up meeting Paul Snyder, who we met last week in our Dorothy Stratton story, and his girlfriend at the time before she became his wife, Dorothy Stratton. And uh, Paul came up with the idea of 
You know how uh, strip clubs, male you know, men, love to watch women take their clothes off. Well, what if women like to watch men take their clothes off just as much? So at first, Steve was kind of resistant to the idea, you know, and he went and he said, no, 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 at first, no, 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 no. But Paul talked him into it. So they hired these guys, like construction workers. They would find these people on, on you know, just on the streets. And they asked him if they, you know, if they would be willing to do this. So he, um, he has a show one, one night he has the show and it's about halfway filled up. It didn't really take off exactly at first, but Paul convinced him to keep it up. Then Dorothy, now, now there's, there's a little bit of, um, Philip, you remember this, there's yeah. a little bit of debate of who came up with this idea. Yeah. It, either it was Dorothy Stratton or Paul Snyder. Uh, according to that miniseries, it was Dorothy Stratton. According to this documentary I watched, it was Paul Snyder. But they came up with the idea at the time. Dorothy was a Playboy, Playboy buddy. That's why I think it was her. And she said, what if you did like, the, like, like Hefner does with the bunnies and put the little collar with the bow tie and the little cuffs? But, you know, they would be bare chested where the Playboy bunnies were in that bodysuit because you know, they can't have their tits hanging out while he's waiting on people because <laughs> I think they did have topless bars back then but I don't think Hef was looking for that kind of thing and when he did it kind of took off the women loved it and before long there were lines around the back trying to get in then he came up with the policy of not allowing men in only allowing women so uh, Paul was the MC. And Paul was not good at all. And uh, Banachek looked, he's like, this guy sucks. It's just, we got it. We can do better than this. And he was so sleazy and such a hustler. And he would be in there hitting on the women and just being a douchebag like he was at the Playboy Mansion. Mm hmm. And when this happened, actually, uh, Steve became a regular at the Playboy Mansion, too, because Hef loved the idea. And, you know, he had they had made, come up with the magazine Playgirl. These these women originally Playgirl was supposed to be a feminist thing, wound up being a gay thing, which is the reason why Steve didn't want to let males in because he didn't want it to turn into a gay club. I know that sounds fucked today, but that was a big deal back then. They really didn't want gay men coming there because really and truly, what other kind of men would come to see other men take their clothes off? Well, well, here's the thing. Jim's 50th birthday, we went to the Thunder Down in Las Vegas, and it was pretty much all women. We were the only two gay men sitting up in there. And they really they had to make an exception. They wouldn't normally let men take pictures at the end, but since it was his 50th birthday, like the head guy like said, okay, yeah, we're going to let him take pictures. Isn't it his 60th birthday? Oh, no, but we went on the 50th back in Oh, like 10 years ago. Okay. Back in 2012, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he has the craziest little grin on his face, but all these men around him. I hope face. he wasn't wearing the sandals. 
<laughs> it was winter. So oh, know. okay, good. <laughs> so yeah, so it took off, and it 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 so it wound up being this phenomenal, and Paul just didn't wasn't doing it. Steve got pissed about it. And, you know, Paul, you, like we discussed last week, Paul was starting to go oh, down. Yeah. He was going down the rabbit hole by this point. He was getting into the drugs and Dorothy was on her way up and Paul was on his way down. And uh, he was. Um, Steve didn't really care too much for the way Paul was doing things, so he fired him, which was just another nail in these in, in the coffin of those two. And um, then they uh, they repl- they they replaced uh, Paul Snyder with uh, Richard Brash as the MC. And on his first show, because he said, you know, they called him. They said, Richard, we have something. I think we, I think he was an L.A. DJ or something like that. They said, Richard, we have a job for you. We need you to come MC this show. And by this time, um, uh. Steve had changed the name from Destiny 2 to Chippendales. And you know why he named it Chippendales? Because he loved Chippendales furniture. So the male strip group is actually named after furniture. Can you believe that? Well, because you want to sit on them. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm sorry. Of course, Paul's not taking this lying down. He's he's bad mouthing the Chippendales everywhere. He's bad mouthing Banache. He's just he's being just being an, a genuine genuine asshole. And I think there were restraining orders taken out and everything. So the first day that um, what's this guy's name again? <laughs> that Richard Brash. He the first show he MCs. These cops come in. And one of them comes up to the stage and grabs a mic and says, this show is illegal. Everybody stay where you are. They raided the show. So they had to make a little few adjustments here and there. First of all, they had to make it to where, because one of the things they were doing is the women were grabbing their dicks and they were pulling down the G strings and they were showing their dicks and everything like that. And can't do that. That's illegal. So, they had to make it. They had to come up with a, with a list of rules of it being like you can't touch any private area. You could put the dollar in the G string. You, you know, at the time they didn't have the eye. They, they didn't. They, they would dance barefoot. And later in whale strip shows, they started wearing like work boots and shoes, you know, and, and, and things like that, which actually looks sexier. Yeah. And you gave you a place to tip them. Exactly. You know. Because there's another, I don't know. To me, there is nothing um, less sexy than dirty feet. <laughs> I just do think, I think, I think the, I think like work boots with the G string and everything. And they also had, um, they had a, a young lady come in. Uh, what was or at the name? very least, some athletic tennis shoes. Yeah. So they learned, so they also got the, the calf, the, the, um, the costumes changed too. And they learned how to use Velcro. So they would have these Velcro pants where instead of having to take them off over the shoes, they would ri- just rip them off. Just rip it. Just rip them. That was sexier than seeing some man take his pants off. 
really you think about it it's just that's so um they made all these little changes and it was a success i mean big big fucking time success they also got something else out of that raid uh, richard came up with the idea of having a cop dancer the cop comes in he's pretending to raid the place and then he pulls the door the clothes off and he's he's in the yes. g-string dancing and they also start getting into the choreography of things you know, like uh, they started, you know, coming up with with different types of things. So, uh, in all this, is the, the murder happened with um, between Paul Snyder and you know where he kills Dorothy and himself in the in his apartment. It's found by the roommates. They, you know, the, the, you know, the press is probably bugging the hell out of them. And uh, oh, Steve is becoming a big. You know, he's he's really enjoying his new fame. He's he's but he doesn't have a personality at all. So he winds up in October of 1981. He hires a man named Nick Dino Dinoya Dinoa. And because he what um what uh you wants to do is he wants to expand because okay la's fine but la's fine but it ain't home la's fine but it's not new york and back then new york was it new york was a bomb today i think la is a little bit more than new york but back well, then now if you're a stripper you place to make it as vegas but <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, yeah, because that's where the Chippendales are now. They're in Vegas. It's, yeah, that's where the big show is now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As well as the Thunder from Down Under is there as well as many other shows. But in the late 70s, early 80s, it was New York. Yes. You know, that's where Studio 54 was. That's where the big disco scene was. That was, and the gay bars and everything. The Deuce. The Deuce was happening. Yeah, that was happening. The, um, the the sex clubs and the abandoned exactly trucks and everything mm -hmm. uh the bathhouses were big in new york right and so in adult entertainment new york was in and i think a lot of porn was done in new york too yeah well that was the start of porn remember from yeah. the dudes yeah 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 because because uh yeah or and that, uh yeah. if you and, and and the porno chic was really just coming out of favor but it was, but I think Deep Throat was filmed in 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 L.A. I think that was filmed in California. Yeah, there's still some that was out, but yeah, which we was... got, we gonna touch on Deep Throat in our um in our next you know to part two of this is next week, but the week after that we're gonna touch on on Deep Throat and Linda Lovelace and all that. So for right now, you know, it's getting really big. So he still he hires this guy named Steve Dinoa, and Steve. Is everything, uh, and that's Steve, um, Nick. I'm sorry, I'm getting his name wrong. Nick, uh, Nick Denoa is everything that Nick Denoya, that's how it's pronounced, Denoya. Nick Denoya is everything, uh, Steve Banerjee isn't. He's flamboyant. He, he, um, he has a, 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 a big personality. He has, he, he had, um, he had won two Emmys for a children's show that he had 
produced. And he was also act, married to actress Jennifer O'Neill. Now, also in the meantime, uh, Banerjee hired, I mean, Banerjee met this woman that he hired as his accountant. She was almost a savant. She was so good with the figures. And she, um, she, her name was Irene. And they don't even tell me what, her, her, what was her last name. I think I just have a, uh, and they have two, they, they, they also, uh, they got married. And they also had two children, a daughter Lindsay and a son Christian. So, <laughs> oh, she's not sure. Anyway, so uh, Banerjee's life's going well, and he hires Nick Denoya. Nick Denoya opens uh, the New York club, but he starts stealing all, all of Steve's thunder. And this is not good at all. He starts going on the talk shows, representing the Chippendales. Steve wants to go on there, but uh, it, Irene and so all the other ones say, you know, they want to keep him out of there because he's not, he doesn't have a good personality. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have it. You know what I mean? He doesn't have the career. Well, and there's also the, there's probably also, we're talking about 1980s, 1980s New York. Yeah. <sighs> and being an Indian, He's yeah, we, we have to like that there was a racist issue back then. Yeah, it was a there was a race issue, of course, and it it he's it, it it's just and uh, Denoya is just is just crushing it. He's a choreographer, and he's um like I said, he he had been married to Jennifer O'Neill, who you know she was an actress that was in a big thing was a movie called The Summer Forty Two, where she played this older woman that was 22 year old woman that the 15 year old boy falls in love with during world war ii and he becomes he he, he befriends she befriends him and he helps with things around the house uh, her house to make money while her husband's away and spoiler alert here her husband dies in the war and he comes over one night while you know after she's gotten the letter that her husband was killed and in her grief, she seduces him. So Jennifer O'Neill was gorgeous back in that, those days. And uh, so he, um, Steve is really crushing it. And he's, he's, he's closeted gay too. So yeah. he's, he's fucking around with some of the dancers too, from what I'm hearing, from what I hear. Most of the dancers are straight for some strange reason. Isn't that weird? Male strippers are the straight. <laughs> so anyway. Um, well, gets... also, wait, 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 but hold on, hold on, hold on. Part of that was also the probably at the time they couldn't have said they were out. But another part of it was would have been also the image. They had to look straight because they were needing. Yes, to yes, yes. So Steve is getting really, really jealous, and I'm going to end the story right here because we're going to come back to part two tomorrow and talk more about the Steve-Nick situation and the aftermath. But uh, I want to talk about a few things before we go, like um, what do you uh, – how does this – the times – 
This is something that had never been done before. Why do you think this was such a success? Well, you, well, number one, I mean, the sad point is, is I still think it would have been more, I think it would have been more impressive if a woman could have, could have set this up, men dancing, but because of the feminist movement, it allowed for this. It allowed for women to have this option of yeah. getting to see men. Yeah. And yeah. for men to be, you know, in it, whichever way you want to say it, sort of objectified. That's what it is, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, all these time, when all this time women had been objectified by men, now it was their turn. Yeah. So it definitely, you know, and it definitely probably changed the perception of what women then expected, you know, like, which meant, I mean, in a bad way, I can see negatives coming out of it, just like there were negatives when men objectified women, women objectifying men. But there's also positives to it, too. I think it was a a level where women could finally go out with the girls and, and go to a strip club. Yeah. Yeah. And have that yeah. same sense of equality to that men have that men experience for ever, you know. Yeah. And you know, um it's there's a lot there's some racism involved here too. The fact that he was such a he was an Indian, he couldn't relate with the American public as well as this other guy did. Yeah, this is that but you know what also though I think because he was Indian was why he probably didn't have some of the hang-ups about sex and I think it would have took someone like him culturally to go ahead and set this up. Yeah, and you know he um and it well you know like he got he wound up with all that money because he saved in the Indian culture. You see all these Indians that own these these stores and everything, and in the culture, work comes well, for no, anything. The stores is mainly for the U. It was way into the U.S. That's for the yeah. ones that came to the U.S. But over there, though, you're right. You're right about the idea of saving the money. The family pulls the money. The family takes care of everyone in the family. So yeah, there's a lot of there's. Some decent money man. And people might think, you know, oh, well, when he was working in that store, what was he making? I mean, if as a manager of the store, he might have been making five dollars an hour, which wasn't was decent in the late 70s. But if he was working as a clerk, he was making the minimum wage. And you're thinking, what is uh why? How could he save up all this money making so little? But they 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 don't allow themselves creature comforts. They 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 you know they eat. You know, the, the you know meals. Indian food is usually very, very cheap. It's all rice and spices, pretty much. Well, yeah, and if and if there were other family members or things like that, they were all yeah. eating at one time, and you were like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah so. And it's uh, yeah, you know, and so that is how he was able to save up all that money to open that club. But he was also open minded enough. And it's funny thing about it is when he first opened the club. It was a backgammon club. Now, you know, that failed miserably. 
<laughs> like really and truly. You know anybody who wants to go to spend a fat Saturday night at the backgammon club. Right. And then when Paul Snyder came in and uh we, you know, so they came in and his his lawyer came in and suggested that he make the weekends the disco. The disco was doing well, but like I said, disco is a weekend business. So you needed something to fill the other days. And the mud wrestling was okay, but it had been done so much. So that's when, actually, it was Paul Snyder that came up with the male strip idea. And it took off. It it worked. So anyway, guys, next week, we're going to do next part week, two. We cover? We're covering uh, the... Um, the uh, the relationship between Steve and Nick Denoya. Okay. And it ends really, really badly. Well, that's to uh, be expected, isn't it? Yes. Well, you know, it's an open <laughs> shutters uh, show. So everything ends shutters, well on a creepy podcast. Nothing ends well in our universe. You no, know? it doesn't. So, anyway, uh, you, got, you got any final thoughts on this? Philip? Not, not yet. Not yet. I'll save it for the next so, episode. Yeah, I mean, even... I, the only thing I would say is, yeah, I mean, this, just talking about, like, the starts of things, this really has transformed the culture of things. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah, we see, I mean, just talk a little more of that. Yeah, it, it, it eventually, there would be no Thunder Down Under without Chippendales. There wouldn't have been the Magic Mike movie without Chippendales. So they wouldn't even have been the corner pocket without Chip and Dale's. There would be no corner pocket even for the game. Oh, yeah. no, so it really great. did transform the, the adult entertainment world and specifically the sex industry in respect to men stripping and men, you know. Yeah, you know, because adult entertainment was always something that was for straight men, basically. That's what, yeah. they, right. that's what it was. And by this, it also opened up things with gay adult entertainment and women. Yeah, well, well women. It was these things were originally written for women. Yes. Now oh, I, I recognize that microphone. I used to use that that whole time. <laughs> it actually sounds pretty good. Keep, they had to keep that dichotomy of saying this is for women only. We have to keep men out, and I'm sure that that was kept for a very long time because look at the 80s, the AIDS crisis happened. Yes. So they have to appear and show as being heterosexual men on the stage. Yes. Otherwise that would have broke the image and it would have been a really big. And as we can touch more on this, it was Steve. Yeah. Uh, it was actually Nick Denoya that came up with the idea of the choreography and everything like that. Right. But we're going to go more into detail on that next we week. We'll cover that again next week. Yes. But so now, anyway, wrapping up our series today, wrapping up our show today. Can y'all believe it's been two actual weeks since we've we've actually well, let me rephrase. No, we recorded we've actually last recorded week. for the last two weeks now. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah, and we have a new episode. Yes. We had gone three like new two episodes months. in a row. Two uh, we had go new we had uh, um a new episode last week, and we have a new episode this week. Know what to do with themselves? I know, I know. <laughs> and that's what we, uh, our listenership is back, going back up again. Good. So yes, anyway, good. you can follow us on Twitter at a shutters, on Instagram at open shutters, 
podcast. Our Facebook page is what, Robert? The official page the official for page uh, for Open Shutters, a creepy podcast. Yes, and our um our email is openshutters at yahoo.com. And we're also available on YouTube. Yes, yes. And we are we are available on Spotify. Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, and Apple we're, Podcasts, we're, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on your most streaming podcast services. Twelve platforms. We're available on twelve platforms. Just look us up. We are, and we have, and we have listeners TV, all over the country. Rs in the in United Kingdom, everywhere. Yes, so, India. So I, Mm-hmm. India, yeah. The, the, I think the I saw didn't you tell me the People's Republic of not the People's Republic of China, but uh from North Korea, I believe we have a listener. Uh we do. Uh, Both Koreas from North and South. Yeah. Intriguing. Yes. Isn't it? But stay tuned next week for Open Shutters, a creepy podcast, as we so, continue our series in the adult entertainment crimes. So for now, I'm until Bob then, Ray. I'm Barry Marino, and you're Philip Landry, right? Or should you say it? <laughs> you should say you gotta it. Say, you didn't say your part, Barry. I said I'm Barry Marino. No, that's not what you say at the end. No, we're not at the end yet. Nope. This is oh, my I'm sign Philip off. Landry. There you go. And until next week, enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. Well, well, we haven't had a I villain yet. Nothing. Not well, yet. Paul Snyder can fall out the window again this week. How's that? Bye, yes, we can. What? What? Say the unless part if you're here. Unless you're well. Yeah, but we but we don't we'll have a villain next until next week. But yeah, I'm you, now, you, creepsters. Bye, bye. Next week, <laughs> bye.